Hey, 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 what is up, y'all? We got an episode of Strange Happenings back for you. I'm your host, Mikey. And as of course, as always, the bro host, Bub. How you doing tonight, bud? Good. Good? Great. Feeling good? Yeah. And tonight, we have Disbro and Stoner in Master Control, holding it down like always. What's happening, fellas? Feeling good in there? I mean, it's fall. It's nice and cool. So Spoiled with weather right now. It's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, so hopefully those guys aren't burning up tonight. Hey, what's happening? Justin Lamb, David Burke, what's up, dude? Are you? Welcome back. Flutz. All right. We got... Uh, the, the chat's already fired up. I love it. They're ready to go. Man, pre-stoked. Yeah, super stoked. Uh, as always, you guys can find us at The Strange Road on all the social media platforms. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple and Spotify, leave us that review. Really, really helps the show out. Appreciate the hell out of you guys for doing that. And if you're in YouTube, like, subscribe, share, get the word out. Uh, we've got some big stuff coming up. We don't want you guys to miss anything. So make sure you hit that notification bell. Yeah. It's got to be white. The white notification bell is not there. You're not getting notified. You're missing out. Yeah. What you're missing out on is what's happening currently. And if that's what you're okay with missing out on, that's fine. <laughs> we get it. We get yeah. it. We do. Yep. Absolutely. But we hope you're uh, upset <clears throat> about missing out. And that's hey. what we're trying to tell you. We got Sess in the City, Born Not to Run, What's Up, Man, uh, Mike White Label, Cryptids of the Corn, hello, and Nancy. I don't Welcome. know if I know Everybody. Mike White Label, but I think I might know Mike White Label. DA, Look what's out. happening? Look out. You got a dog band sighting. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's up, DA? Uh, DA, we are getting super, super stoked. If you guys haven't heard, uh, well, 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 I think we mentioned it. Just. Uh, in the chat on Monday we during did, the premiere, yeah, we think, mentioned yeah, it a little yeah. bit, but what the hell. Yeah. Uh, Monday, we were doing a special live stream Halloween episode with none other than D.A. Roberts. Yes. D.A. is back. That's right, baby. And Come on. Uh, D.A. was episode seven. I mean, the first Lucky legit full episode we did in the studio was with D.A. You're not wrong. So we're approaching that year when we had him on in November. He said, hell yeah, in the chat. Super, super stoked. DA Stoner's already got all the images, graphics. We got everything rocking and rolling yeah. uh, for Monday. So we'll make sure all you guys are notified and know what's yeah. going on. And uh, we've got some big announcements. We do got it ready to rock. And I do know Mike White Label. I thought I knew you, Mike. Great to make your acquaintance a couple weeks ago. I'll, I'll disseminate who that is later. Okay. Yeah. Copy that. Good person to know. Oh, Stoner's dad. Stoner's miss dad. What's happening? Hey, we got a raucous crowd right now. We do. They're active. What do you think? Let's get going. Hop, skip, dive. There's Mopar Phil. Hey. Party started. Strange. Yeah, let's go. Does anybody in the chat have anything they need to throw out there before we dive into this? <laughs> We're fielding the field. See if there's anything. How are we doing? We're doing good, Mopar Phil. Appreciate that. Yeah, we can Doing dive great. into Feeling it. Feeling good. There we go. Julie's Let's here. Let's go. You want me to go? You want to go? Yeah, did you want to go ahead? Anything? You want to take the go ahead? I don't know. What else you got? I think check you your, should do the check first. Check Rolodex. What else you got? Any other announcements? No, we got big announcements on Monday, but I just wanted coming. to talk about uh, the DA episode. So stoked for that. So yep. stoked for that. <clears throat> and yes, are you? We're going to go right straight to it. We're going to Antarctica. I love Antarctica. Articles up, keep baby. popping up about Antarctica. One of my favorite uh, uh, Twitter feeds, a follower, X feeds, whatever you want to call it, man. I'm still calling them UFOs, too, so I don't care. It's Twitter to me. It's UFOs. It's, it's still TJ's. 
It'll never be Scott's carryout. Mike knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's going to be TJ's forever. We just, wow. We're not rebranding. That's a blast from um, the past reference there. But That's yeah. hard one to explain. Sorry, guys. Klaus from Twitter, or X, Tiny Klaus, uh, puts up just some stellar, stellar uh, articles and is kind of the guy that connects the dots type thing, kind of what I think we try to do. And granted, I don't follow the same veins that he does as deeply, but, you know, we overlap sometimes. And so some of the stuff I see him put them up, I'm like, man, it's just too cool. So this is from October uh, 25th. Hold on a second. Before we get started, DA mentioned, yes, DA, uh, after this, oh, you yeah, guys uh, redirect, move over to DA stream. If you guys want to keep the party keeping the party going, uh, DA will be streaming pretty much right when we end this. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading Cryptids of the Corns message in the chat. I don't know if you can see what that says. <laughs> That's got to be Mister E. I know that. Did you want to read it? I I know what it says. It's all right. We can. I know, but nobody else in the listening knows what it says. Why we're they're laughing. all in the chat? They're in the chat, but people that listen to this, Mikey, what are they going to hear? Take your shirt off. There you go. Maybe Mr. later. Yeah, maybe later. Maybe hey, later. maybe we can start a, you know, some kind of like a fundraiser with that. And, you know, we'll see what happens with it. And spitballing <laughs> ideas. But scientists discover ancient landscape frozen in time under uh, the Antarctic ice. And this is from uh, this year. I thought it was from a day or two ago, but maybe it got updated. It says from the 25th from today. But I know that I pulled this the other day. So maybe there was a little bit of a revision to it. Um, but it starts off pretty hot and heavy. You know, an ancient river system that has not seen the light of day for at least 14 million years has been discovered underneath the East Antarctic ice sheet, new research report. So we'll go into what that means because there's a lot to understand about this cake down south called Antarctica. You know, it's not a simple clear cut. It's just a bunch of ice down there, right? That's what we're going to find out. And then even with the ice, it's not just simple ice. Like it's got some pretty complex patterns to it and how it like, you know, evolves. It's almost like a living being, it seems like, but I know it's not, right? I'm not going living, that far with a it. A living mystery. Yeah, there's a lot happening. So they used ice-penetrating radar and satellite data, and uh, Durham University uh, glaciologist uh, Stuart Jameson and colleagues mapped the topographic features of the landscape hidden beneath the East Antarctic ice sheet um, to get a better understanding of how the ice sheet has fluctuated over time, like I'm saying. So uh, the largest on the Earth, uh, and we're going to abbreviate it from East Antarctic Ice Sheet to the EAIS, it mostly sits on bedrock above sea level, right? So that ice sheet, again, Antarctica is what we think of as snow and ice everywhere. It's sitting on top of some massive landmass jutting out. Yeah, like peaks and, you know, there's there's mountains down there. Like There's crazy stuff going on still. Pyramids. But it's just think of it like a big layer of frosting on a cake and underneath that cake it's not a flat cake it's like this jagged the top of a cave or something with those stalactites instead pointing up right mm -hmm. but then it's smoothed over with all that so we, again to us we really can't see it it's Nobody, like an ice dome underneath it probably in between where the i guess the land and the top of the ice sheet yeah i mean there's like carved out maybe maybe there's like a whole giant habitat or you know i mean it's a complete mystery here's a quote but we all conspiracies lead back to antarctica, antarctica. that's what the I mother love. of it all <laughs> here's a quote from from this article quote we understand the moon better than east antarctica 
why is it we always know about more about the moon than and Antarctica or, or about the ocean? Yeah. We just don't know. So University of Tasmania polar scientist Matt King, an author uh, on the modeling study, said last year, so we don't yet fully understand the climate risks that will emerge from this area. So what happens if this ice melts? You know, what does that do to sea levels? What does that do in a lot of ways, right? So in this new study, Jameson and colleagues um, went searching for more granular details of the AIS um, the the ice sheet in its past written in ancient features of the land beneath um, the Aurora and Schmidt basins um, inland on the Denman and Totten glaciers. So they said, quote, as ice sheets fluctuate, they modify the landscape upon which they rest, leaving a fingerprint. Um, But it is rare to find unmodified landscapes that record past ice conditions. And that's what we're dealing with here. Um, The EAIS formed around 34 million years ago when Antarctica iced over and has advanced, retreated, thickened, thinned, um, you know, as temperatures rise and fall. Mm -hmm. So, but that general piece has has just kind of been there. And, you know, if you lived in a climate like that, where if you had this like ball of ice, you could probably leave it outside and it would over the years grow and change Mm -hmm. and gain a little, lose a little, but, you know, would ultimately kind of be this living piece of ice in a certain way. Um, But they said the ice sheet remained fairly stable for the last 14 million years. It covers the vast eastern part of the Antarctic continent, yet the extent of ice sheet retreat during warm intervals, you know, remains uncertain. So we're not sure yet. But, um, you know, I think what's interesting is they found underneath this, um, they found terrain. They found ancient rivers. They found. Yeah, there's stuff down there. There's beings. I'm sure there's animals. Peaks. I'm sure there's there's going to be things that have to be underneath there. Yeah, for sure. Fauna, megafauna, who knows? I mean, it's one of the quotes directly. Now, one of the fun things I like is that uh, Atlantis is actually Antarctica that shifted and moved down over, you know, it, it, it sunk maybe and then shifted down to Antarctica and just froze. That maybe Atlantis was a part of is actually Antarctica. So if that's the case, I mean, there's could, tons of maybe there's ancient civilizations and pyramids and yeah. and you know the the stories of the big giant pyramids that are under there with hieroglyphs everywhere and they have technology well, they built into them. Predator versus Alien movie yes. based on that. You know the laser Talking beam cuts through the shit. ice. <laughs> when I watched that, I was like, dude, that's the Antarctica theory. Right. That's the ancient civilization Antarctica. It's yeah. br- it was brilliant. I still love that movie. That's such a good movie. Still love that movie. It's I love the, the entire best. context of that film. I, I mm-hmm. think it's so much fun. Um, one of my favorite parts is just the last part of this is just a quote. And granted, I, I skimmed over a lot of this because I'm not really trying to get into the whole I don't really look at it from the global standpoint of global warming and this and that. I'm more interested in what's underneath all the ice like you are, right? Scientists yeah. and glaciologists and geologists might look at it for different reasons. But what we want it for is because we're saying there's probably stuff under there. Not probably. We know that there's land masses under there. So there's just things to be discovered yet. Um, and, you know, we can go everywhere else. We can research everything else. We did get maybe jungles in, the, in our comments on, on what? one of our videos that went kind of semi-viral at one point about an Antarctica clip that we had. We found out later that apparently was BS. you can go to Antarctica pretty easily. We were, really? Yeah. How easy? <laughs> That's what uh, I was. We were being informed pretty heavily in our chat uh, or in the comments of of one of the videos we we put out. Willy nilly, we can just go to Antarctica. Whenever I mean, it we costs want. a chunk of change, but yeah, you can get onto Antarctica, or you can take a cruise and look at it. No, you can get on it. Get you on. Get on it. it. I yeah. Can stay there. I can explore. I that I don't know, but getting into it, uh, I, I think bu- is pretty. It's not impossible. From what I understand. Well, no, it's not impossible. But, Hell, I mean, Gore went down there. 
Tom Hanks went down there. Yeah. Well, they're celebrities. They have a lot of money. John Kerry went down there. A bunch of weird politicians went down there. I'm just saying, Antarctica's like... What are they all doing down there? Antarctica's a strange spot, dude. Having a little, uh, you know, secret meeting of some sort. A little frozen Bohemian Grove party. <laughs> yeah, I was just Alex thinking Alex Jones going to head down there next. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I'm going to say, I think... Antarctica is extremely interesting. In this last quote, given the discovery of an ancient landscape hidden in plain sight and that of others, we propose that there will be similar other as yet undiscovered ancient landscapes beneath the EAIS. Yeah. So they're already foreshadowing like, hey, look, it's going to come about like we're. We're going to find more stuff. And I'm not even, you know, born not to run, you know, uh, the pyramid, the mountain and stuff. I get it. Like, that's the other part of it, too, is like looks like finding some of the cool stuff or, or, you know, is there a pyramid down there? Is there, you know, a a new Schwabenlin, all the crazy stuff? I just. The secret Nazi base flying saucers. Even beyond all that, just that spot of Earth is Bo Diddley, oh, but oh, you should call God. Antarctica Bo Diddley. That's how much we know about <laughs> we it. We know Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley, as much as you knew about organisms. I want to stick feet. a flag. <laughs> I want to stick a flag in Antarctica if I ever get there. Call and, and I want to claim Just it. Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley. Yeah. Bub was here. Bo Diddley. You know, ba- <laughs> that should be your new nickname, <laughs> Bo Diddley. <laughs> we know Bo Diddley about it, but yeah, that's yeah. my that's my story on it, and that's what I found it. Wow, that's about the most it. news that's actually come out of Antarctica in a very long time. You don't hear much about it, do you? No. <laughs> don't. A lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of good conspiracies on it. If you really yeah. want to listen to some good ones, I know Linda Moulton Howe did a few where she was talking with, and I don't know if it was Operation like a special ops. Jump. No, 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 not even that. Like okay. recent ones where, you know, okay. like people in helicopters for, for like government and black ops and this and that. I, I don't remember what it was on, if it was on like some podcast that I heard her on. But it was a guy kind of recounting like, Again, the whole like that there's UFOs down there Basis, that you know. Yeah. I that's what I'm saying. There's I, I find it to be one of the most interesting. Places. I want to believe that it sucks that it's that cold down there. Yeah, It'd be nice. Yeah. Feels a little warmer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's why it's a mystery too. But what is negative 135 degrees? Okay, let's just do a real quick extrapolation though. Let's just. If that ice is that thick, and we always talk about, you know, UFOs going underwater and making they, they have bases the underwater. Ice, sure. But, I mean, what if they just have bases underneath the ice? Yeah. Way they down just under. fly underneath the glaciers up into it? Yeah. Sure. Like you said, if the, the land probably has some, there's got to be some volcanic activity underneath it, at least. So the vents, has got to come up through the ice. There's got to be bubbles of air I'll tell in you between what. the ice and the land. It's so funny you said that, too. I went on the... Real weird personal rabbit hole the other day where I went through. Uh, I was trying to find another article. I just was like, man, I'll find something else to throw in there. And I went on this tangent of like the deepest holes that have been drilled on the earth. Oh, yeah. How deep do you think humans have drilled on this planet? Just take a wild guess in feet or miles. Oh, um, four miles. Nope. 50 miles. No. Way less. It's only like 30 miles to the mantle. 30 miles? 30 miles to the mantle. We haven't got that close. We got seven miles. So like 41,000 feet down or whatever it was. Yeah. They said it got to a point where like the earth, the rock isn't rock. It's like molten and liquid yeah. and like their drill bits are basically melting yeah. and like warping. <laughs> and but the Russians were doing it. We were doing it. Just like, to see what's up. Just to yeah. understand. Yeah. Just to make Should giant holes as deep poor, as we could get them. And poor samples and... Just, uh, yeah, understand what was happening. And it's just wild thoughts, though, of like, man, 41,000 feet. Yeah. 
That's an impressive hole you're drilling there. Anyhow, that's my soapbox on that. You want to do the weird Appalachian, sure. uh, the woodshed uh, article here? I like that. Yeah, I love I the title. Who of, uh, sent this? Somebody in the chat. If that's if you, I love the site. We'll shout you out. And I feel like it was maybe Jeffrey Wilson. Ooh, Nancy K said Russia is drilling again now. Man, I'm telling you, they're curious. The hellhole in Russia. There you go, Prometheus. There Lens it is. Podcast. Nice. Prometheus Lens. What's up? Heck yeah. What's happening? Uh, I'm guessing that's Justin in there. Uh, I'm interested in people drilling really deep, weird holes. Yeah. I'm interested in the, the 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 governmental mountain cave stuff, like all that. Anything subterranean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to go, Jesus, look at that. I don't want to go into yeah, it because I get a little crazy. bit claustrophobic, but I would like to see some of those like underground cities where they, you know, they got the salt mines and they store like they store all kinds of film and stuff because it's yeah. like humidity controlled yeah. and temperature controlled. Like it's the archives. best. Right. Well, archives. Hey, the right Paul, the Sphinx, the old story of the, the lost archives or the Akashic mm-hmm. records, the hidden chamber underneath the Sphinx. That'd be a great place yep. to store things. Right. Really dry desert under the ground. Temperature controlled. You got a bunch yeah. of scrolls. God, we got to get under that pole. <sighs> That's been a one of my obsessions for a long time. We'll get there. We'll talk about that one too. We got a lot of talk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who sent this to me, but uh, you guys should go check out Prometheus Lens podcast. We may have something cooking with Justin and Prometheus Lens. If you guys like ancient civilizations and yes. they do a lot of giant stuff. Sign me up. Um, you know, we have a lot of similar interests, so that's how, how we kind of connected uh, cool. with Justin. But uh, Weird Appalachia, Brown Mountain Lights by Lauren Stepp. And this was pretty recently. <clears throat> Ghosts, aliens, hissing balls of lightning. Everyone has a theory about Burke County, North Carolina's biggest mystery. It's rare that Dr. Daniel B. Canton, at the astron- uh, an astronomy professor at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina, sees something in the sky he can't explain. But one evening, a few decades ago, Daniel witnessed a phenomenon he's still trying to wrap his head around. That night, the professor was driving home from Asheville when he decided to take a detour to Wiseman's View, an observation area perched above the western side of the Linville Gorge. For an hour, he stood there. As the wind whipped through the lonely canyon, he scanned the horizon intently, seeing nothing more than inky darkness. But right as Daniel turned to leave, a bright flash appeared overhead. For a few seconds, it lingered. Then, in an instant, it disappeared. I know it wasn't a satellite or an airplane, Daniel said. And it appeared much higher than a star. Daniel can only offer one explanation, the brown mountain lights. First reported in 1854, the brown mountain lights are mysterious orbs that hover above the eponymous eponymous peak in Burke County. Over the years, folks have developed many theories as to what causes these nighttime disturbances. So this is kind of like those Marfa lights, Mm -hmm. uh, what Jeff Horan from Strangeology talked about, spirit spirit lights. You know, there's that... um, a uh, big, huge, giant park. Um, your boy David Hatcher Childress writes about it in the Big Bend National Park oh, down big in Bend Texas. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get in that area, and they have like um, Skinwalker Ranch has that side of the mountain where it just lights up, and that's been filmed and photographed many, many times throughout the years. I would love to just camp out in the middle of the desert somewhere. So like that. these mountains have these weird phenomenon with these lights. It's the first time I've heard this, uh, the Appalachian brown lights. Um, so superstition 
uh, sort of says the lights are ghosts of a mother and child murdered on the neighboring Jonas Ridge community. Meanwhile, in a bluegrass song, Brown Mountain Lights, early country music star Scotty Wiseman attributed the lights to the spirit of trusty of a trusty old slave searching for his long lost master, a notion that <clears throat> uh, manages to be both fanciful and offensive. Sir, that's offensive. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> extraterrestrial enthusiasts, hey, hey, uh, have their own theories too. In 1965, for instance, furniture salesman Raph Lale visited Linville Gorge and said he witnessed the pe- peculiar phenomenon. I'm frightened and don't know what to do, he later wrote. One light moved forward, and it's now about 10 feet from me, and it's glowing. I could read a newspaper by the shining of it. That's an interesting kind of a tidbit there. Mm-hmm. You know, like what would make him kind of just make that up? Uh, rather than run for safety, Ralph claims he followed the anomaly through the forest to a secret cave. It's here that the orb introduced itself as a gas-based life form from Venus. Shut your mouth. Do not what? fear, the alien droned. There is no danger here. Long story short, Ralph supposedly traveled to Venus where he the natives allowed him to fornicate with their voluptuous queen. Wait, what? Then, just like that, what? They shipped the North Carolina. They, they shipped North Carolina boys of Grays <laughs> to her. Is that a book? Can I make a spoof on that instead of <laughs> yes, Fifty Shades of Grey? Do somebody should. Fifty Shades of Grays. <laughs> well, that's the Interstellar book on uh, BDSM. I know somebody probably that just got. Uh, yeah. He said Genesis 6 all over again. <laughs> he ain't wrong. No, he ain't. Man, this just got salacious. Keep going. All right, here we go. We might put this behind uh, a paywall <laughs> if it gets a little too interesting. Uh, <laughs> then, just like that, the ship they shipped the North Carolina boy back to Earth. Ralph chronicled his intergalactic travel and hookup in Jesus. a 28-page pamphlet titled The Brown Mountain Lights. That pamphlet apparently ended up in the hands of a producer for The X-Files, who based the 1999 episode around the lights. In the show, the FBI special agents Fox Mulder, uh, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully investigate two hikers who are found dead in the vicinity of the Brown Mountains. But spoiler alert, said the hikers aren't actually dead. Instead, they've been abducted by aliens and are being held captive in a cave. Hello. Yeah. Uh, which leads us back to Dr. Daniel B. Caton okay. and his colleagues. Around the time of that episode, they installed two synchronized cameras overlooking Brown Mountain after spending uh, counties, I'm sorry, countless hours weeding through footage. They finally captured a grainy shot of the elusive lights in July of 2016. Mm. It's interesting. I don't know. Just looks like lights. That's the problem with, you know, people send It is, but I mean even lights need to be explained. We got Yeah. Know, there has to be some kind of an explanation yeah, there. Yeah. Totally. I mean, uh, while noteworthy, the image offers little insight into what actually caused the illuminative uh, oddity. Yeah. As of today, the team's best explanation is hissing orbs of lightning called ball lightning, which we've heard Ball lightning's real. It is real, it's for real. sure. Nikolai, yeah, 100%. Nikolai Tesla used to make it in his lab. Yeah. With, um, and it does move. It does creepy stuff. Mark Twain. Mark Twain would come over. Samuel Clemens or whatever. Yeah. He'd come over and hang out and drink, and Tesla would like shoot balls of lightning across his laboratory. Yeah. So yeah, it's real. I mean, they were doing more than drinking. What could be? Uh, yeah. What could be? <laughs> what could be? Um, 
coming up out of the mountain though? Like, why would it come out of this mountain? Why is it always out? mountains? I don't know. Why, you know, why isn't this just okay? What if it's like the thing with the serpent mount upheaval and it changed all the electrons and protons in the ground and somehow, like, now, yeah, maybe the it's... ground can literally make like a was it Ryu or Ken the uh, Duke and uh, yeah, yeah, Blue Ryu and Ken, yeah, both of them can do it. Yeah, they were trained by the same master, yeah. Um. <laughs> Born not to run. Death by Snoo Snoo. I'll sign up, bro. I love Futurama. That's <laughs> that brand again. Oh, that's good. Ladies, ladies, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is bruised and weak. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. My grandparents had ball lightning go through their living room, says Truth Seeker. That's wild. That's What's cool. What's that like? I wonder. You're just sitting in the house and ball light it like looks Your like Slimer from up. Ghostbusters. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so crazy. I, I would love to know more about that. If, if you uh, drop us a comment or a line or something about that, that's cool. Like, like how what were they doing? Were they just sitting there and it just literally rolled through the living room? Or how'd that go? That's cool. Um, Floated. Yeah. You got anything more on the weird appellation? No, that, that's it. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? I think we have a little clip. Uh, so, yeah, we've been trying to – I'm just going to say this. We've been trying to – put away into this show a little bit that we're not looking down trying to read these articles so much we you know we try to get them as well understood before we touch into them um but you know we're still left kind of like we want to be a little bit more engaged so this is kind of a new thing we're little videos and clips that we're bringing in that we're trying still hitting on video. that still bring up a lot of thought-provoking ideas um yep. this is where we're kind of like blending a little bit of this format so let us know what you think but for us we're going to give it a roll here so i thought this was an interesting one that uh, just shows you kind of what's going on what they did is they had, um, you know, a camera looking at a space with people in it. Um, that's sort of like coming in from one eye. The other eye is the radio signals, so sonar from the uh, Wi-Fi router. And they just learned to predict, like, this is where the human beings are. Then they took away the camera. So all the AI had was the language of radio signals bouncing around a room. And this is what they're able to reconstruct. This stuff is so nuts. Real-time 3D pose estimation. Right. So suddenly AI has turned yeah. every Wi-Fi router into a camera that can work See, in the dark, they have specially tuned for tracking living beings. It works. Yeah. I can do this on my phone. So we got a new internet connection, whatever, yeah. uh, all of it set up, a new router and this and that, and little booster boxes around the house yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I can go and on mine and I can, I, I, can I turn this on and off mm -hmm. where to literally put that out and like my dog's running around. Like if I didn't bring my dog to work with me one day and I'm like, I wonder if he's up and moving, it'll pick it up. It'll tell me if there's movement in the last couple hours, right, whatever. Right. I had no idea it could get to that level. Like this reminds me of the Batman stuff. But dude, they Remember the Batman this? movie with Morgan Freeman? Yeah. When they did that part where he's like taking the phone signals? Yes. That's right. Or Enemy, Enemy of, of the, the State. State with Will Smith. Right. That movie was from 2001. And I thought, this is old school. This is futuristic shit. It's old. And it school. was Wi-Fi wasn't even really around that long. Like 2001. I mean, I mean, we were still connected into <sighs> crappy modems until like if you wanted to 1998. Play, yeah, if you wanted to play like video games and stuff like that. Yeah, but like but Road they Runner, were coming. Time Warner, all that stuff had just started. Really, then. Yeah, they were like coming. High speed internet. 
And and a it's lot crazy. of the early Wi-Fi routers and things like that were actually, but they guys, found out later that they were equipped with certain chips to spy on. Go you. watch Enemy There's of the State. There's a lot of stuff about that. Yeah, Enemy of the State is it's really crappy resolution. It's like totally old school technology, but it's a hundred percent like in that scene they're trying to basically guide Will Smith through this building. Yeah. So they they're using Wi-Fi signals to essentially create a picture of all the hallways and spaces that he needs to go next. Sure, it's just so radio on radio they're guiding yeah. him through by building this like picture with signal. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yep. I thought that was cool. Um but anyways, um just little just little hits like that, you know, just Looking at tech, looking at certain little clips like this to try to get, you know, just a perspective to people that go, you know, I guess what I'm trying to use it as is to paint a little bit of an image of like when I am the way I am. And some people are like, you are so over the top. Like nothing is as crazy as you think it is. I'm like, you're right. It's even crazier. (laughs) Whatever I think and can dream up, it's probably not even real yet. It's probably not even at the level of like what's actually going on. Yeah. Truth Absolutely. is stranger than fiction, and what I'm dreaming up is fiction. I haven't gotten yep. all the truth. Right. When we start to get to that, that's when people literally go, wait, that's what's really happening? That's what you can do? Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know. Uh, with the, the ring cameras, we're going to look for those for UFOs and aliens and stuff. It's like, well, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you had that idea. <laughs> it's just whatever, you know. <laughs> Anyhow. We should have capitalized on that one. I, Another one of your crackpot, <laughs> what I call your stoner ideas this is why i love uh but chitty chitty bang bang mm-hmm. and my cousins were giving me a real rough time about that the one reason i love that movie is that guy's an inventor mm-hmm. i like some of the songs but i love the fact that he's you an like inventor. some of the songs okay. i just like more that he's an inventor you like the i like people just taking a chance on some harebrained scheme because the people that are inventing and coming up with that stuff this is like the thing back to kevin and being out in the middle of the desert and kevin he's like you, yeah he's like do you know why the this or that upsets you and I'm like, no, he's like, because you are ahead of them and they're behind you and you want to hang out with them and be with them, but they're not where you are. Yeah. Sometimes so that's true. It happens sometimes, but you find out like, you know, so you for people that are from people, well, yeah. no, not that, but people that are like trying to do certain things or on the edge of certain things or seeing certain things. Not everybody does. Otherwise everybody would be inventing things or thing you know it's whatever yeah. i'm not saying it's whatever it's just how you gear your mind too like right. we we've, we've got friends that are very industrious they can do things i can never dream of because they have that uh, that dialect exactly that mindset you're talking about. right he has the vision for uh, that just put it in an orchard no problem no big oh, deal put an irrigation it's not a problem <laughs> I just changed the bed on my truck, made it an entirely wood bed, and it ended up on a farmer magazine. No problem. No, I can't do that. It's like the comedian that said, you know, I can get drunk, I can get drunk and accidentally make a person. He goes, I can't, yeah. get, I can't get drunk and make a shed. No, goes, I've never woke up with a hangover on Sunday and been like, I yeah. built that whole shed out back. I no. don't even remember it. No, but you can make a baby. All right, there we go. Uh, this last article uh, or next one that I've got. A couple shout outs. Uh, we see Burton. Uh, oh, yeah. Chasing mound builders. What's happening? Uh, we got some truth seeker. I think we mentioned you guys. Guys, we appreciate awesome you. Here. Yeah. Thank you for dropping in and oh, being yeah. active and, and uh, yeah, just chatting it up. We love it. This article is from July of 2022, so this is an old one, but I like to go to Ancient Origin. Just you know, Ancient like, Origins is dope. Get some mythology, get some of the stories, you know, try to figure out why, you know, certain folklore is the way it is. A lot of pop-ups, but 
There are. This is a tough one. So this is about the Baku. I hope I'm saying that correctly. The uh, legendary dream-eating monster of Japanese mythology. But is it all from Japan? We'll figure it out here. The Baku, otherwise known as the dream-eater, is a mythological being or spirit in Chinese and Japanese folklore, which is said to devour nightmares. The Baku cannot be summoned without caution, however, as legend has it that if it is not satisfied after consuming the nightmare... He may also devour one's hopes and dreams. So that's kind of a double-edged sword right there. You're like, hey, man, hey. come help me out. And he's like, nope. Your nightmare wasn't tasty enough, bruh. Yeah, you got to be worthy. Now I'm going to take your dreams. Yeah. It's like, and Make them into nightmares. Squeezing me hard here. They have a lot of dream mythology. It's cool. Like, I didn't know that. There's, you know. It originally uh, appeared in uh, Chinese folklore, apparently. And the Chinese mythology had a tradition of... Hybrid monsters created from the parts of several animals, right? The quadripartite Mo of Chinese mythology was a fantastical monster uh, made up of tiger paws, a cow tail, rhinoceros eyes, and an elephant trunk. So it's like, <laughs> Jesus, man, you thought a duck-billed platypus was hitting an <laughs> ugly stick on the way down. But the ninth century poet Bai Bo Zhui popularized the idea that drawings of this hybrid beast could ward off sickness and evil. It was only later believed uh, between the 14th and 15th centuries that the mythological being appeared in Japan during what is known as the Muromachi period. Here the stories altered the powers of the mythological creature. While the Chinese Mo powers were apotropaic, the Japanese Baku was imbued with the ability to fend off nightmares. I like that one. I'll take the fend off the nightmares. While the Baku was deemed to be a spiritual being, it had a well-defined appearance. The Baku was a chimera, a mythological beast comprised of a variety of parts from other animals, typically depicted with a bear's body and an elephant's trunk, a tiger's paw, an oxen tail, and rhino's ears and eyes. Um, the, they uh, say in the Japanese legends that the Baku was created by the spare pieces that were left over when the gods finished creating all the other animals. So that's pretty wild man i mean just one why why generate some of these things people are having trauma maybe they have nightmares so but this is know, like the uh ultimate imaginary friend slash deity animal yeah on steroids like it's a lot of protector entities and i like it though i'm gonna start yeah. i want to start developing some of these i want to make yeah. my old like have you ever seen the, of, like, the legend of the ten ten rings shang you tried to show me that so those are kind of the bakus but in uh and the way they like animate them and cgim they're mm. badass nice they're, they're these giant big lion you know hybrid chimera looking things that thing looks cool man that thing looks cool. I mean, apparently descriptions and belief in the Baku have changed throughout the years. In ancient Chinese legends, the Mo was an animal that was hunted for its pelt. So the Baku and the Mo are kind of the same. Whoever killed a Mo would use a blanket made from this pelt as a talisman. So it makes me think of like Conan the Destroyer or Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. The horns and like. Or the band All Them Witches. Dude, bro. I'm <laughs> telling the- you. So they would use these blankets and talismans, you know, or an object with magical powers which would protect them from evil spirits. The practice evolved over time, and soon the pelt was no longer necessary, but an image of the beast was thought to have the power to repel evil spirits. So, like, kind of went away from needing, like, some kind of, like, physical manifestation of the creature to just just the belief of it overall, right? Um, But it wasn't until it made its way into the Japanese. Uh, Japanese legends that it was considered a dream eater with the power to consume and chase away nightmares. Over time, the custom of using amulets to stave off unwanted nightmares developed. These beliefs have continued to this day, and Japanese folklore claims that those suffering from bad dreams should call out to the Baku for help. 
By the turn of the 20th century, it was common for children in Japan to sleep with a baku talisman by their bed. Children suffering from nightmares were told to wake up and repeat the following phrase three times. Baku-san, come eat my dream. Baku-san, come eat my dream. Baku-san, come eat my dream. On speaking these words, the baku was believed to enter the child's room and devour the bad dream, allowing the child to go back to sleep peacefully. The Baku were summoned for protection from bad dreams prior to falling asleep at night, and to this day remains common for children to do so in Japan. It is also common to keep a Baku talisman at their bedside, just as stated above. However, the myths are also stressed, you know, need for caution. Should a Baku mean, remain hungry after consuming unwanted nightmares, he might continue to munch away on their hopes and dreams as well, you know, kind of pulling on the um, earlier stated. So I just thought it was kind of a fun, like, I never heard of, like, you know, I think this would have, like, been nice as a kid. We need to get a Baku. To have maybe I that, need to get a Baku. If you would have geared me. me with that kind of like magical thinking as a child that I could imbue some like magical creature to come save me from my nightmares, I would have no. been calling his ass every night. We just had the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny. And, and they Santa didn't Claus. do shit. <laughs> Santa Claus gave you a ton of presents. Santa did. Santa did. No. Well Santa but, did sometimes, but you know what Santa also did? Santa gave me gifts that Santa thought I wanted. And they weren't. And I didn't. (laughs) So it happened every now and then. I'm not entirely upset about all the years of living with Santa Claus. Would you rather have Baku than Santa? I'm just saying. Christmas is only once a year as a kid. Bro, I would have been calling Baku every night. I would have been on speed dial with the Baku. I needed that. Yeah. Do you know how hard it was for me to sleep as a kid? Pretty wild nightmares when I was a kid. Almost, almost. Almost unbelievably difficult to sleep as a child. Yeah. Like nightmares every night almost. Hmm. I did not have a lot of fun sleep. Like my parents would have a tough time putting me to bed every night. Yeah, you'd have been a pain in the ass. I'm telling you, that. I would be sweating under those blankets and sheets just like tucking my head. Anyhow, but I thought that was cool. I never heard that. I like that. Yeah. Good choice. I'm gonna put you on this next one. You're not. You got your. You're not come. You coming back to read any? You're not. I don't think so. All right, never mind. You I'm know gonna, what? I'm, I'm gonna keep rolling the, I'm on. Taking the rest of the episode. Mike's off. taking the go ahead route, ladies <laughs> hey, and gentlemen. Hey, Burton Moran. I'm thank need, you yeah. so much. You Super you what, chat. You, you cover read the that. Chat. No, you cover. You cover Mikey, the chat. You encounter uh, a Baku. Get to one weapon. What's the one weapon of choice? Boy, one weapon of choice. Oh, what a great question, Burton. Nunchucks. I'm a nunchuck guy. <laughs> There you go. Michelangelo, you know, it's just, it's a thing. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair statement. Golf club, nunchucks, I don't know, one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate that, Nancy Kay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I've definitely had some sleep paralysis. I've had some interesting, I actually don't dream much anymore. It's very infrequent that I ever dream, Um, and I'm actually okay with that. And I want to say, we got a lot of creators in here tonight. We got Cryptus of the Corn, Prometheus Lens. We do. Uh, we've got uh, Burton, Local Legends, just dropped a new video recently. Yeah. Go check out all these guys. If I'm missing anybody, I, I apologize. But uh, I love when other creators come and hang out with us. You guys rule. Much love. Right. Thank we, you. We do appreciate you. Uh, next article is coming from the BBC Science Focus, and this is Scientists Plan to Melt Moon Dust to Make Lunar Roads. I am so glad that we're always thinking ahead to that. You know, the last thing I want to do when I get to the moon is be is on a bumpy have road. A garbage road. I agree. You know, I'm not looking for potholes with my new rover. Right. You're not trying to. You don't want to go. You don't want to bang up your rims on. You some don't want to go lunar, lunar and surface. back. Yeah. And not yeah. be riding on smooth. Right. 
in my in glass. NASA engineered. Is it vitrified? What you know, are we we'll talking get there. Here? We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. You might be How driving on crystal. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Maybe it's like Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever talked about Mario Kart on this show? No. But By we'll... the way, if anybody <laughs> plays Mario Kart and you are getting pummeled by some dude Donkey Kong on a motorcycle, it's Bub. I'm pretty good. And, and if I you got play, the gold Mario if now. you play Mario Kart online, I'm pretty good. You and you come across him. We should team don't up. Don't shoot be honest. him. He is an evil, evil human being. And if you <laughs> shoot him, he takes, he puts that back in your memory bank, and then he'll come and and, and get you. So yeah, beware. I'm, I do. What's love your Mario handle Kart. on Mario Kart? He changed his name to Player. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I changed my name to Player because Bob is I was so getting good at Mario Kart. Rushed on that. There. He <laughs> I had to just be like a. I had to look like a computer bot and name myself Player. People were teaming up on you because you just went all the chasing time. mound builders. Hell yeah, man! I got like twelve thousand points and somewhere close to five hundred hours you in got, Mario Kart. I got all of the gold circuit cups. I got gold and silver Mario. Believe me, extreme. I'm pretty good. At I that. haven't even gotten a. Gold star on 200, not even one race. Oh, bro. 115 reverse is, is all I've gotten. Here's the thing, too. I, can, I don't play anymore. I could put that down for a year and pick it back up, and I'm going to be right back. Anyhow, you're let's you're, go. You're let's not go to, fun to play with. Uh, well, if I accidentally shoot you, you just kill me for three hours. <laughs> like, I didn't even try to shoot you. And you're just like, you're dead. Uh, you're dead. I get upset. <laughs> It's an ADD thing. Anyhow, <laughs> scientists plan to melt moon dust to make lunar roads. Astronauts have to do more moon driving than moonwalking during future missions. So this comes uh, from October 12th of 2023 this year, but Noah Leach. And any human feat of exploration needs roads. Doc Brown would disagree. And the same goes for the moon. But how do scientists hope to build lunar roads? Using lasers and moon dust, of course. I mean, Dr. Evil came up with this. Clearly. I mean, all I want is freaking roads on the freaking moon with freaking <laughs> lasers. You know? So when rovers drive on the moon, the low levels of gravity mean dislodged moon dust flies up and doesn't settle. So you got to think of this like. You're going to have a lot of when dusty I'm a kid, rovers. When I'm a kid in the water walking around and I'm trying to catch crayfish and minnows and this and that, what'd you do? I'll give you the perfect example. You walked against the water. Yeah. Because as you kicked, all that dust would be blowing behind you. If you walked and right. the dust was blowing with you, you would never see right. anything as you go. So. Think of that as that's why they're making these roads for the moon rovers because this dust blows up. It's ultra fine. It doesn't settle. Um, it's abrasive, and it gets into equipment and causes a lot of damage too. So think Clearly. about if you're driving through the desert, you know, uh, the sand's on the ground. Mm -hmm. You drive through it, it might splash up a little bit or, you know, but it's not going to like hang in the air and then right. get caught in your intake. Right, and right. Go through. So And eventually it comes down. Yeah. So for transport systems on the moon to be successful, solid roads and landing pads will be essential, but sending road building materials to the lunar surface is expensive. So researchers at Allen University in Germany hit a space exploration milestone when they discovered they could melt lunar soil to form a mere solid, robust substance that locks in the extremely fine dust. This material, which is essentially fused layers of moon dust, will prevent dust disturbance not only from rovers, but also from the rocket thrusters landing and starting up again. Wow, that's interesting. For the study published in Sa uh, Nature Science Reports, the team's experiments on Earth used a substitute for lunar dust called EAC-1A, which is the European Space Agency, developed for these kind of experiments. So, you know, some kind of synthesized material to recreate so you can do these experiments. 
So they melted the EAC-1A using a carbon dioxide laser. You know, we all have a couple of those. However, on the moon, this laser laser will be replaced with focused solar radiation, a giant lens of 2.37 square meters or 25 and a half square feet would concentrate sunlight to melt moon dust into 20 centimeter wide they're triangular vitrifying. paving stones. Yeah, they're vitrifying it. Like, what's that ancient site? Anybody in the chat, if you know, my brain's just been horrible today. Uh, uh, I've the taken vitrification? The, the mental. It's not Darren Kuyu. That's one of the underground places. I think it's somewhere in India where the sand basically is vitrified. The stone I know what around. You're so it looks about. like there was a, a nuclear disaster that happened in this place, in this ancient spot. And the sand is just completely vitrified into glass, and it's everywhere. It's all over the place. So that's kind of what they're doing here. Basically, they're going to make textiles from the moon in these tile patterns, and they're going to pave roads. Like, it's just... How about we work on I, solving hunger first? Just you beat me to <laughs> it. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. How about we work on horrendous conditions of people living in this country? It makes me think of that the, are poor and have no opportunity and have and then no. Let's just go ahead. We're gonna get some laser beams. We're gonna make a couple, you know, roads up in the moon. No big deal. Even though there's no grocery stores, there's no houses up there. We have roads here that are completely garbage. How about we get them roads cleaned up first? I think it makes me reminded of the statement of, are you working on the business or in the business? Are you in the business or working on the business? That kind of thought process on humanity as a whole now is like, (laughs) are we... Like, I think we're doing both. Like, we're going forward so we're far. We're going full extreme. But we're not already, we're leaving you know. a lot of people behind. Man, I'll Progress is, is complete now, especially with AI. It's going to supercharge. Progress is just like, you know, everything that's happening out here in Columbus, Ohio, with the Intel plant going in. Man. It's like, hey, let's just put all the blinders on and, and go full steam ahead with all these massive factories and all this crazy stuff coming in. And... We'll worry about 20 years down the road whether or not we can support how much water they need or any of these issues. Like any city or town goes through these things. It's just like lots of of problems could be solved before we start paving lunar roads. Oh, sure, sure. That's the whole thing. You know, it's uh, (laughs) – that's the frustration of it, you know. It's the – maybe it's the sentiment of like this is why we can't have nice things type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have a nice roads up at, up, up at the moon. It's just nobody's up there to drive anything around on them. I don't know why they need to build roads up there. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing up there? <laughs> Is there that much happening? Is there going to be that much well, happening? Well, there's bases up there, apparently. Maybe that's what not they're currently. doing. Not currently. Well, not. What the the... Yeah, the fun, the fun speaking, conspiracy, yeah, the fun of discussions of it. Yeah, massive bases on the moon and stru- yeah. ancient structures on the moon. Maybe there's teams up there. Who the hell knows? You yeah. come to tell me we haven't been to the moon. We haven't been back to the moon. Of course, of course we have. Hold on, I don't. That's a whole different show. We might need to do a show on. We we'll have to go. We'll have Stoner to go. really wants us to do a show on. We the should moon do a landing. show. We should do a show. There's a lot there. That would be a Stoner. What'd you say? A lot of corn on that cob. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of butter, a lot of salt. There's a lot, a lot of meal. corn on that cob. The moon discussion will not go down easy. Yep. Um, here's an interesting one. 
and this again is not a, a current like super relevant because it's a, it's a year old, but I don't know if I've ever read this article before. Thailand bombs the country with tree seeds. Yeah, hey, that's the kind of bombs I can get behind. That's hey, this is. Sorry, I'm not trying to get anybody riled up, but let's, this is these are the bombs I'm looking for. Dropping peace bombs, seed bombs, seed bombs, all gravy with me, man. Yep, yep. And this is from last year, like I said, of of this month, and uh, it comes from uh, ScienceNature.com, and um, basically says deforestation is a recurrent problem in practically the entire world. Right. So recovering the damage done in recent years as a result of large industries and land depredated for agriculture and livestock is a difficult task. But Thailand believes it has found the best solution, fast, simple, and effective. A little more than a month ago of 2022, like I said, of October, the country used military airplanes to bomb the forest, not with destructive fire, but with seed bombs. They were made with native species in order to recover the degraded areas. The Thai government plans to implement a pilot project for the next five years in which the results of reforestation from the air will be evaluated and monitored. However, the expectation is the benefits will be visible by the end of 2019. How could it be by the end of 2019? When did you start doing this? It was written in 2022. Anyways, we're going to press on. First mission was carried out in the forested region of, I'm not going to say, the planes flew over an area of more than 800 hectares, launching the seed bombs. Technique used is to plant seeds already prepared and with great conditions to be transformed into a tree. So there's a little bit of a process to it. It's not like, you know, super willy-nilly. Um, they've got an idea of how to go about this. The concept of seed bombs was created by Japanese named Fukuoka, author of a method of natural agriculture. Over time, the technique has been developed and perfected with the strategy of aircraft and can be achieved to plant approximately 900,000 trees in a day. 900,000? Are you kidding me? The pumps include seeds of local trees wrapped in a mixture of earth clay and compost to facilitate germination. The Thais hope that with this initiative, it is possible to recover degraded forests and regreening as before. Like, that's amazing. I'll tell you what, in, a, in another weird way of you've got like Thailand dropping these bombs to make new trees, I will never forget when we were in New Zealand, there was one point where they were talking about they had these groups and these efforts in New Zealand where like they would fly around in helicopters with dart guns and they would dart gun these trees that they didn't want to grow there anymore and it would inject them with this poison and it would like kill these non-native species off mm -hmm. so weird the geoengineering but like it just goes to show you i mean i've, I've read the articles before like you know just there, there's like one random dude where he's like you know what i'm gonna plant a million trees and johnny goes, appleseed well not just johnny appleseed but the real life people that do it there are real <laughs> life people that do that stuff oh yeah you know what i mean yeah but they do. And there's it's a not, story of that like 16 year old kid who just go all, do it. Raised a bunch of money and got a bunch of trees to get like got all these nurseries to donate the trees and then they just been planting like entire forests. Go uh, do it. Entire mountainsides. Get it. It's good. Got it. Help out the environment. Nice Let me get in that backhoe. I'll plant you some trees. What's the what's the old uh, cliche? Planting trees that you know you won't spend uh, time under the shade of. You know, leaving something for the next generation, right. like, you know, there, there's something about that. Like, you know, it's it's not for me. I'm not building it for the purpose of it being for me. But, yeah. you know, you want to be a good steward. You want to leave something behind to everybody else that's, yeah. you know, going to inhabit this planet. My old neighbor, Ron, taught me how to clone trees. Just take a branch, cut it, oh. pull the phylum all the way up about two and a half, three inches, 
let it sit in a five gallon bucket of water. Just let it sit there for about I two, three weeks. Gets a little spider. Um, yeah, starts growing roots. Starts growing roots. Take that, put it in a big giant pot. You got a tree, bud. Yeah. And it's literally just becomes a tree. And I'll tell you what. It's so easy. I'll tell you what. That's real life wizardry. <clears throat> it's you that's would alchemy be almost. shocked how easy it is. I know, but it's lost. I grew a Japanese maple that It's way. lost to people. In my old, old, old place. Dude. I didn't own it. I was renting. So that landlord has a Japanese maple that I cloned from a branch. Mm. And it's, I went over there not too long ago. Yeah. Still kicking. It's I can't do healthy. stuff like that. I'm more like the steward of things <laughs> than drop and plant. Like I got all those little like ferns at some, or not ferns, but those, um, pines that somehow like those pine bushes yeah like in front of my house that thing that's like three or four oh, yeah, feet yeah, tall yeah. start off like an inch and a half tall and yeah. i was like squirrels planted it man you know but i'm gonna keep it going um yeah i love gardening i, th- I think it's endlessly fascinating i love plants in general i think they're super interesting me too um we're gonna end this with what we started with uh earlier talking about how we got some just like little clips of uh interesting bits and pieces here to kind of get some thought-provoking Ideas going so, uh, Stoner. I'm gonna let you start rolling the last clips here. So we got one here that's starting off, and, and this is and who is this guy? Marshall yeah, McLuhan. Phrase that information overload okay. produces pattern oh, recognition. Yep. Well, this is the kind of reversal I mean. When you give people too much in the chat, is it loud enough? They instantly resort to pattern recognition as a, in other words, to structures. And I think this is part of the artist's world. The artist, when he encounters the present, uh, the contemporary artist, is always seeking new patterns, new pattern recognition, which is his task, for heaven's sake. Uh, His great need, the, the absolute indispensability of the artist is that he alone, in the encounter with the present, can give the pattern recognition. There is in a... That part's kind of interesting. Yeah. And so, that's, I think, what is goes back to being in tune and being able to recognize patterns and be that, you know, gut instinct. Like I said earlier, I'm like a pointer well, dog. Not I'm like a weather vane. So much I information. I don't tabulate it all. I'm just like, man, this is hitting me. This is hitting me. I'm pointing that way. I'm directing that way. This is how I feel about, like, because, like, it, it, even in the headline of this, it says the average person is exposed to more information in a day than a person in the 1700s would face in a year. So what you learn in a day is more than so pre pre Western people, you know. If you're an artist that needs to recognize patterns and you have all this information coming in, it's hard to be grounded and push all that stuff away to be able to allow those patterns maybe to develop, like what he's saying with um, the creativity. You know, we're always looking for some kind of pattern in kind of everything we do. That's why we we look at rock faces and go, oh, that's a face. That's some kind of an ancient monument. No, well, it's just that's a pattern recognition on a always scale of like for, at least imagery I and stuff I like look for that, a lot of or patterns. like say looking at clouds. Yeah, I would say that what I would the way I would describe what he's saying is like when I see patterns, I'm not trying to see them. No. I'm not looking for them. It's just that this culmination of so many things just start to get my brain and my vision to go, I think it's over here. Or I think it's that. Because, again, it's like ringing a tuning fork or, or you know, yeah. dowsing rods or something. Like, that information oh, just starts to get to be so much that, like, it makes my scales of discernment go, 
Again, why do I believe in Sasquatch to a greater extent? Because I've heard enough stories and I've heard enough credible evidence and witnesses that those scales just tipped to a point where I was like, you know, I've never seen one. I don't know anybody that's ever seen one for real that could give me the, you know, the unequivocal, but there's so much evidence anecdotally and this and that, that it's like, I'm going to put enough faith and trust in that. I think Sasquatch is probably real at this point, but again... That's the whole process of like gathering that information and getting to that point of where you go. What do you feel about it? And people that don't, people like, oh, you believe in Sasquatch. You know why they say that? Because they don't listen to the podcast. They don't listen to the people that go out and hunt and are in the woods and are like, you know what? I don't know what that was, but I've seen bear and I've seen these things up close and this and that. I've heard a lot of good documentaries and stories from eyewitness accounts, whether it's on, you know, some show like Expedition X or, right. you know, those shows back in the day that we used to all watch. But when we had Mr. E on, Crypts of the Corn, the, one of the very first episodes we did in this studio, and he told his story, if you're still in there, Mr. E, that kind of pushed me over the edge. Because, again, oh, yeah. I'm not out there looking. I'm just somebody that enjoys the accounts, the stories. But that's the person that's greatest to become a believer because you're not looking. And it really— When you're sitting talking to someone, they're telling you their account. Right. I hadn't had that before. You know, He is in there. There's Cryptids of the Corn Mystery. Yes, he is in there. Yep. Um, Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm saying is like, again— But also Jesus, now it's starting to build up. DA, Jesus Pion Jr. Yeah, yeah. Mr. E, uh, you know, who else? Uh, John Hickenbottom. Right. Ohio Department of Natural Resources, the episode on Monday. We've got a government employee telling us that it's not that he believes in Bigfoot, but he's telling us it's at least worth taking a look. Like, or at that's least how keeping your ears it's important. perked up if you hear something about it. Yeah. Bro, chasing mound builders. Don't get me started. Sasquatch is likely a product of Atlantis. That's great. I love it. That's great. <laughs> the whole um, Sasquatch Giants. And so we got a couple more. They, we got some more stuff? We got two more. We okay. got two more clips. And and I know we keep talking about this one. I swear to God we're not beating a dead horse here. This video is a longer than when you need clip, too. It's probably a few minutes. But just to bring it up and touch on it is, um, you know, back to the congressional hearings, right, of like, we're trying to figure out what's going on, Grush and yeah. Graver and Graves, yeah. and, you know, what's the information. And apparently, um, you know, from this video uh, from News News Nation, um, it sounds Old like— Old News Nation. They're going to get they a skip. Got the scoop. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to get the opportunity. Knowledge, uh, and access to some of this crash retrieval, Maybe. some of these crash retrieval programs, and maybe which facilities, military bases that would the recovered material would be in. I can't discuss that publicly, but I did provide that information both to the <laughs> Intel committees and the Inspector General. And we could get that in the SCIF if we were allowed to get in a SCIF with you. Oh, yeah. That'd be probably what you would think. Sure, if you had the appropriate yeah. accesses. Yeah. There we go. So they're asking. All right, so now you got the That's access, now. right? Yeah, and now, so now we got access. Yes, yep. ma'am. Allegedly. So. I'll believe it when I Allegedly. see everything. <laughs> they're scrambling right now, and they're nervous, and they should be. I know I was wearing my gray suit right this? there. My like, wife's going to be on me. So, baby, why don't you wear that gray suit? Wear my gray suit. <laughs> when are you wow. going to do this? He's when are you so going to go into this? Like, like, lighthearted, dismissive about it. 
Uh, Not really dismissive. Christmas, I believe, is what we've heard. It's coming up here in the next, I believe, in the next couple of weeks, from what I understand. But I just got to say, there needs to be. This is the only thing that's bubbled up. I mean, kind of recently now, a lot of stuff has been kind of coming out about Grush, and they're trying to dismantle his. Well, look what happened with the the UAP Congress hearings in in south of the border. That was yeah, that was. It didn't help add credence. No, it didn't. I don't think. I think no, it added a little it, it bit of divisiveness. those mummies were effigies. I don't want to give a, an opinion on yeah, I don't what know. they were. I have no clue. But Jaime Mousen, I mean, he's, he was a pretty he's a pretty legit journalist. I mean. But he, here's, here's, the, here's, here's the whole point. He's basically. Here, here's the whole point about this. Yeah. Grush and them didn't come into their hearings in the U.S. and, and roll in a freaking UFO <laughs> or, like, try to, like, bring in something right away. Like, you got to start. mummies. You got to start maybe a little bit slower. Yeah, they that. went a little whole hog. They put the, you know, they had the chitlins frying. They had, you know, they had that barbecue sauce rolling. They had whole, whole hog, bro. They they rolled out. Some of the memes and stuff <laughs> about that's bad. I mean, I hope some of it's, I feel bad for Who, this great. guy. Yeah, dude. It's just not a good look. It's we just, didn't, like, we did not even mention the similarities of et in no. the on that episode that we did after it, it wrapped pretty I was striking like, oh my god dude it, it's pretty much it's pretty striking little buddy et Isn't that's it? why i brought him to mothman so all that was pretty fresh then here's 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 why i wanted to include it too is like yeah we are trying to further the conversation of like is anything happening with grush is he actually going to get any of this information out yeah okay said so he how many What's times the in the step? how many times in the hearing if i can get into a skiff i'll be able to tell you about this or be able to tell skiff. you about that so here's the next yeah. step in the chain. The old we skiff got game. the skiff. We can get in there. You can start. He just to, said, "I'll see it when I believe it." They ain't got nothing. It just said, "I'll see it when I believe it." Who Burchett? Yeah, didn't well, he right, say that? right. He can't. Well, what's he, what's he believing? Yet. Wait, no, no, no. The information. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and that yeah. too, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll dodge him on the skiff. Who knows? Maybe it'll be like Weinstein telling him that you know the whole time uh, uh, in in the whole scientific community how it's kind of been this whole like over the years where they're like, yeah, we're gonna tell you guys about UFOs and this and that, and they keep. Mm-hmm. Screwing Pushing, people yeah. along, like dangling them along, like not right. actually telling. That's them. So, an intelligence operation. 100%. I think. I think. That's hopefully, an intelligence oper- That's that's Burchett. I don't know a lot about Burchett. I don't know a lot about a lot of governmental, you know, officials and representatives and what have you. But if that guy has a desire to help figure out what's going on with UFOs and UAPs and get, you're my guy. I don't care what else you're doing in government. Give up all your other governmental duties. Give that to some other person. All I want you to do is yeah, become the real life going box on. molder right now. Find your Scully or whoever and, and keep going. <laughs> Burchett, find your Scully, Burchett. Find I'm your, your Scully. Scully. Find your Scully. I'm your Scully, Burchett. Find your Huckleberry. But you need that Scully. person all day. Just. Stop doing all your governmental stuff. We don't care. The roads we were talking about earlier with the lunar stuff and the roads here, if you work on roads, we don't care hey, about it. Laser what we beam want you roads, to do, we'll give it to you, bud. I want you to be... You want your roads. You want your laser beam roads. You got it. Just give us something. I just want you to be in something. that. I want you to be in that skiff, eating jiff, and getting... <laughs> Getting articles about UFOs and UAPs. I don't want you coming out Photographs, of there. Videos. Get the MREs. Get the meals ready to eat. Don't even come out. Get the five-gallon oh, yeah. bucket. Just don't even come out. I'm sure they got you a bathroom. And Gr- you and Grush, get a couple. You don't think they got a bathroom in there? Who knows? But you just might want to stay in there for a while and just don't leave until you're good and skiffed <laughs> he out. You went right to until the five-gallon bucket. Yeah. But just make sure you get your fill in that skiff. Hey. And get it all. And get all the information. And then leave. 
But get your money's worth. Yeah. And tell us what the hell's going on. Do that. Don't worry about governmental things. There's plenty of other people not doing things in government to act like they're doing things in government. You go find out about UFOs. Don't come out with some mummified bodies that may or may not be made from other (laughs) children's bones from... Like the Atacame <laughs> Desert people. We don't want to see that. <clears throat> and you know what? To round out this show, uh, because I like to think that we would all be um, very wise in this scenario that's coming up. This has nothing to do with the strange other than the fact that there are people out there that just really don't know the value of certain things. Um, so, Stoner, I want you to just let it roll. Let's let's see this last clip. And um, I'm Mark Dyson. This is a one-ounce gold it coin. It's a Canadian maple leaf worth today about $1,800. <laughs> and I'm going to see if I can trade it for, <laughs> well, you'll see. Where'd you get that ice cream at? JoJo Creamery. Looks pretty good. Unbelievable. Yes, very good. You want to trade it for this one-ounce Canadian maple <laughs> no, leaf gold coin? No, this is really good. It's that good? Yeah. Uh, it's a real gold coin. Are you sure it's not chocolate in there? It's not. Gold <laughs> coins, Canadian What's gold, gold, gold coin right, right now? Right now about 1800 still. Yeah. About 1800. Yeah. I'm okay. You're okay? I'm okay. It's that good of ice cream. It's this that good. You should. It's down the street. Oh. What kind of watch is that? Tissot. Tissot. Great How watch. That Swiss watch. Oh, about 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Yeah. That's a pretty good Cheap one. Cheap one. <laughs> Cheap one. Is that, it is. Would you want to trade that for a one ounce Canadian maple leaf gold coin? I would not. You would not. No, I don't know the value in that, though. I'm sure there's a lot, though. Huh? It's gold, yeah. bro. Obviously. You you need to what do you know, think no, your no. watch is made out of? <laughs> no idea. Is it real gold. gold? Not by his. That watch ain't made of gold. Maybe some gold. Maybe. I doubt it. Take it into this coin shop and verify. They would verify. They could do like a magnetic test, do a ping test on it. Awesome. By the way, here's the thing. If anybody knows who Mark Dice is, this guy is one of the OG from like early 2000s, early YouTube. This guy used to do videos. He's kind of OG conspiracy. Back in the day. This isn't conspiratorial. This is just the state of affairs of today. He used to come on Alex Jones' show all the time before Alex Jones kind of went a little cuckoo. Now he's coming back around. Yeah, yeah. But. When he was, you know, like libertarian Alex Jones. <laughs> Nancy. He, Girl never trades her ice cream. <laughs> My wife would agree. She hey, probably I'll wouldn't. go buy you. He did another video very worth. similar to this, and I saw the other one. He did a video where he was either offering you like 10 or $20. Like he had just a stack of cash, and he had yeah. that gold coin. And he would go up to people, and he would say, hey, do you want 20 bucks, or do you want this gold coin? And my comment was like, you wouldn't even have gotten the full question out. I would have snatched that gold. Let me get that. It's gold. What do you think it is? He's telling you it's gold. Like he's not. They they think he's he's faking. That's not real. I'd just be like, hey, let me hold it. As soon as you put it in my hand, that's gold coin. No, it would have been like, okay, oh, if it's a gold coin and you're saying it's gold coin, it's just ice cream. And he's literally right outside a freaking precious metal shop. Yeah, right. If any, I guess what I'm saying is what I'm saying is. In life, you know, they always say, when opportunity knocks, will you? How many people in this world are watching chances go by them because they're just not smart enough to realize that it's right in front of them? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. That's the scariest part. Probably happens to us. You all the the time. Me all the time. Scariest part to me. Yeah. What? Somebody offered me a gold Not coin all the time, but I'm sure there's been no way. opportunities. You're quite naive. I'm I've sure had a few, but they weren't gold coins. They were going to see Feist and Band of Horses as a joint concert. Like that would have been a great show, but it's not. I mean, it's yeah. a forty dollar ticket. Yeah, that ain't eighteen hundred bones. You did give me a ticket once to go see Rush. I did give you a ticket to go see Rush. Rad. God, that sucked. I can't that was believe before I'm... before uh, Neil Pert passed away. 
I don't even want to talk about it. Bro, that was, that talk that was one it. of the best concerts ever. Probably one of the most unique. You, you guys want to know a strange road story. That's a true strange road story. Yeah. My wife and I are dating at the time. Yeah. We're walking through the short north of Columbus. I hear <laughs> I hear a couple of guys jamming out to YYZ, a God, Rush that's song. That's a great song. And I'm walking through. I'm like, yeah, YYZ, you guys are listening to Rush. You know, guy pops out of this car. Hey, man, you love Rush? You want to go? <laughs> I'm walking through on a Sunday. What do you mean do I want to go see Rush? This guy and his buddy had tickets because their friend was like the food and beverage guy at Nationwide Arena. So they were like dope, dope seats. Ooh, my wife is going to see Tool in a couple weeks. You son of a gun. Oh, my God. You guys might not know this, but I am a giant Tool fan. We love Tool. Mike's a bigger Tool fan than me, but I like like my fair share of Tool and Perfect Circle and Pussifer. Have a good time. But anyway, so these guys are like, hey, do you want to go see Rush? I'm like, what are you talking about? We have two extra tickets. My wife and I were dating, and I think it was our six-month anniversary of dating. So this is no joke. I passed... Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm much more wise now. It sucks now because I'll I'll never get that chance back. And not trying to like put this on my wife. Not mad about (laughs) it. She's gonna be like, you really dragged me about. But I'm gonna say this. My (laughs) want to not disappoint her was so much stronger than the want to go to the show because that's how I was conflicted. Whatever. So I didn't go. But Mike, your loss was my ultimate game. You and who else? Justin. Uh, Went to the show. Legends, old roommate, yeah. And absolutely rocked out. It was epic. To Rush. Super epic. So I will say. Thank you for I was that person that I didn't. Oh, hold on. You Hold on, hold on. I did not. I blew it by not going. Yeah. I will say this, though. It wasn't like I walked by the gold coin and at least didn't get it into the hands of another person to get the gold coin. I got that gold coin into my best friend's hand. You gave me the golden ticket. Right. To see Rush. Now you don't feel so bad that I passed out of Kronk that time, do you? uh, No, actually. I I never really did feel bad about it. How about the Riri on that one? Yeah, you you bite in the dust at Krongbin. Is went down twice, totally, maybe three times, wiped away from giving me rush. But dude, that was just after COVID. Everything got fine. lightened. It was boiling degrees <clears throat> in there. We just come out of like sub freezing temperatures dude, outside. Like the bass player steps up on a UFO that they had created and fashioned with. I think she did something to me that night. She stepped up onto that UFO, and I looked at you to go. Like that, and you hit the ground right when she stepped up on the UFO. I think you she were did out. something. It was, that she night. did. She put voodoo stuff on. You. I, I don't think know she what hit happened. me with some of that like sacral <clears throat> shock or She's something. A wild or lady. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> wow, religious experience that night. Wow. Okay. Well, took two left turns and a right. We're back to where we started. Nancy K said, "Don't be, don't be jelly. My cheap seats are on the ceiling." Well, Nancy K, regardless, you're, you're going to see tool. one of the dopest bands out yes. there in Tool. And I will say, years ago. I was a caller in uh, to a radio station in Dayton, and I won free tickets to go see a perfect circle. Yeah, I remember that. And that was phenomenal. That was rad. My goodness, was that great. So, yeah, truly enjoy your time at that show. Um, Yeah, that's great. Sweaty shirt. What does that mean? Don't know about that one. Oh, shit. Burton. Steven (laughs) Tyler's shirt from Burton. Yes. That's the best story ever. Uh, that's it for us on the Strange Road articles, yeah. news <laughs> clips, videos, chit chats. What else it. we got? I think, it, I think we're we're solid. We appreciate everybody. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out and rocking. W- the chat was on flipping fire tonight. I want to also say this. Yeah, 
We got that episode coming up with DA. Yeah. You know what Monday, that also, everybody, if you hadn't heard, we're you know what that also doing a special signifies, Halloween right? Special with DA. What that's gonna signify. What? Our, our one year mark. It's coming up, yeah. Back in the seats, back in the saddle, back in the, the studio. New studio. We launched yeah. a new studio. What was it? So we left for yep. CryptidCon. Thank you all for uh, on, joining us. I think us. it was the thirteenth. And then we did the episode the Wednesday before we left for CryptidCon and then yeah. launched yep. the first episode, which was the CryptidCon preview. Oh, we did that right before CryptidCon. Yep. Sorry, yep. sorry. Yep. Night all, Mopar Phil, Nancy wow. K, Julie, Born yeah. Not to Run, Sesame Thank you City, guys so much. Prometheus Lens Podcast. We appreciate you all. <clears throat> Big announcements coming on Monday during DA's episode. We'll probably let you guys in on the That's final gonna be secret. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, before we get started with DA, we will not eat up a whole lot of time with it, but we will make sure all of you are informed yep. and notified. Um, I think that's it. Good to go. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. And go so check much. out all these creators. <clears throat> oh, God. These guys yeah. work hard. Cryptids of the Corn, Mr. E, hardest working guy in podcasting. He got he's, an engine he, that doesn't he's, turn off. He's probably researching 12, 16 hours a day. I don't know if the dude sleeps. He's got a new baby. You guys are crushing it. Keep up the good work. I'm um, looking forward to getting to know Prometheus Lens podcast. Oh, yeah. Maybe coming up. There we go. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's it. Stoner and Disbro and Master Stoner Control. And Disbro, Thank you as, as always. always. You guys kick ass. The best. Let's see that Master Control cam. Let's see if we got it up and Hello. Running. No oh, cam. No cam. Down. Cam's down. Cam, too, cam down. Got too hot back there. Yeah, I burned Apparently, out. they're making moon GoPro, roads. GoPro needed a heater, a little, uh, a little fanage. Um, all right, guys. Peace, love, and chicken grease. We are out. Later, all. <laughs>